Hello, you're listening to another Solid Gold production. And welcome to SA People with one people sitting in a very wet and cold Johannesburg and the other people. What are you sitting in, Jenny Baxter? The same kind of drizzly blah. It's amazing how. But, but I'm in on tea. <laughs> I, th- I think our English roots come to us every now and then. We, we we end up talking about the weather, but it is something that everybody talks about because, especially when it's inclement weather, like we've been having in Johannesburg, it's um, a big talking point. And I think it takes a, a mind off the fact that, you know, load shedding, eleven hours out of every twenty-four, most places around the country. I don't think Cape Townians get it as badly, which is why they don't understand why Joburg people can't get anything done. And of course, you know what's but going you know on with government. Blech, blech. Well, you know, you know that the ministers also don't get load shedding. And it appears that Ted Boerter, who you've had on the show before mm-hmm. and who's a South African writer and SA People writer, um, he doesn't get load shedding and he doesn't know why. Does so he live near a minister? Well, I mean, he's told me, but he's not going to tell anybody where he lives. Uh, that's what I'm wondering. He's in Cape Town with a stunning view of Table Mountain. I remember my brother um, never got load shedding because he lived next door to a minister. Oh, cool. Mm. But let's not think about that. There's nothing we can do about it. And I know everybody's getting really hutful and literally hutful. I swear to God, we must just start a whole new site called hutful.com. I think that- did you see the video of the guy? Is showing how he switches off the lights for load shedding. No. Dung, 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 dung. I'll, I'll put it up today. Okay, so fantastic. I'd like, I look forward to seeing that. But by the way, the, on yeah. social media, what's been amusing me no end is on Facebook with, um, you know, they, they always have those things. If there's a, a severe weather event in the world somewhere, you can mark yourself safe from like Hurricane Katrina or whatever. And the amount of people I know who have been marking themselves safe from flooding in Johannesburg when some of them are my next door neighbors and then one of them is a friend of mine who has now located himself in Cape Town. So he's definitely safe from flooding in Johannesburg. Okay. But I'm like sitting there thinking, unless the Sprite in Parkhurst actually breaks its banks, I think that most of us who have been marking, well, most of them have been marking themselves safe um, are nowhere near any dangerous plants unless they're going to go walking down by the river. I find it very amusing. So, yeah, some people have sent us the link so that we can share it as well. And I was like, really? People are mar-? Although, Shane, there was a policeman who did sadly pass away. Yeah, no, and I mean, there have been, we're not sort of demeaning or, or putting down or yeah, making yeah, yeah. light of the fact that there have been a lot of people. I'm talking about the people who live like in Bryanstone or Santon who aren't anywhere near a river, yeah. but they're marking themselves safe from flooding. Please don't do and, it, guys. And, it's, it's like, you and, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it belittles the real the real tragedies. And talking about parts of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. you know that jacaranda photo that I sent you? Yes. And where is and it? I sent, I sent it to Ted as well. I sent it to so many people saying, where is this? And none of us recognized it. To me, it looked more like Australia. Mm. Um, and Adelaide has thousands of jacaranda trees. So, so, you know, I was on Google Earth trying to find that exact same street with that crazy little greenhouse and, and everything. And finally, the photographer got back to me. South African guy, Montgomery Park. No, really, I'm going to have to go and source yeah. it. Okay. So the next time, the next time it's jacaranda season next year, it looks like Montgomery Park is a beautiful place that we don't normally think of to go and and get photos. Do you know where it is, Jenny? 
Yes. Uh, okay. So it's, near to, near, it's near the it's, it's near the central the dead center of town uh, the graveyard. Yeah. 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 The cemetery. Sorry. <laughs> yes. And and, and Greymont. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well done. I did have to look. Yeah, but I had to look it up on the map. <laughs> okay, so we, I, I think we all skip over everything to do with politics because you know it just like gets it gives me a sour taste in my mouth, and I've just had a sweetie, so I don't want to mess that up. So, what news have you got for expats at the moment? Um, a really proudly South African moment, which is that you know the new Avatar is coming out this week. Let me just check. It's called Avatar The Way of Water. And, I mean, everybody's waiting for it around the world. I think it starts here on Thursday in South Africa on Friday. And um, Disney World in Tokyo has has created this special drink to celebrate uh, the launch of Avatar. And the drink is inspired by the signature drink that they drink in the movie, mm-hmm. which captures Pandora. And so it's the best of nature of those forests, the ocean. You know, it's the best of the best of the best planet in the world and um, well that doesn't really exist and they've <laughs> they've chosen just in case just in case chosen, <laughs> they've chosen Roy Boss jelly as one of the main ingredients isn't that fantastic so so people who go to Tokyo Disney Resort will be able to drink this special avatar drink and it is basically I do have the recipe here it's rooibos jelly elderflower and passion fruit syrups with cacao blah 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 sprinkled on top Oh that sounds good and, Yeah and rooibos says um uh, they said the f- you know because rooibos o- well yeah rooibos only grows in the cedarburg and they said the fact that rooibos was chosen as one of the special ingredients to celebrate the magnificence of such a beautiful planet is an honor and it is well that is actually really cool i like that i like that yeah i, th- they, I think that's good they should do it in south africa as well it's funny, I can't like drink ordinary tea anymore. I only drink rooibos these days, and I never used to drink rooibos at all. It's become quite a, a nice thing for a sore throat. There we go. A little bit of rooibos and some <laughs> fabulous honey. <laughs> I know. Look, it's this time of the year. I mean, you know, the amount of people and flus and things. So anybody in Johannesburg, please just take it easy. If you're sick, don't go out. Try and remember those rules that we put into place during the lockdown, the pandemic and all of that. Because, you know, if you're sick, you don't want to be sharing because that's not caring. All right. And what else no. have you got that's that's good news for south africans now now, you know when you talk about the honey do you guys buy manuka honey from new zealand like is that a big thing in south africa i know it is available and actually saw it online two days ago surprisingly enough but no um there's enough honey producers here in south africa um i actually get mine from a a home grower She, she has her own hives in her garden so i get honey from her Fantastic, because, I mean, we have honey here. We have festivals for Mm -hmm. honey. Um, And yet someone in New Zealand has just done some great marketing that, you know, normal honey will cost, you know, three euros, whatever. Um, Whereas Manuka is costing like 25 to 30 euros. I'm not surprised. I think somebody in South Africa should create a similar, you know, like rooibos, but create a, a special honey brand. 
I think we do have them, hey. Um, we've got the Feinbos honey as well and blueberry, but let's not get into the various honeys because I know that we'd have to start growing Manuka trees to be able to get the same thing that they have done in the Antipodean places, you know. All right, so, so what is this now? Staying over on the eastern side of um, the world, um, what's this about the 10 things I loved about Taiwan? It's really interesting. Jeff Njoka, who we have spoken about before, he's he's just this amazing guy at Johannesburg Libraries who's just constantly inspiring old people, children, everybody to read, 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 read. And he keeps getting nominated for awards or to go to conferences around the world. Um, and he has one of those open minds where he just loves traveling. So he went to Uganda a couple of months ago, was fascinated. Now he's just been to Taiwan for a library convention and um, I think he was the only library in Africa who was invited and he's written this brilliant list of 10 things I loved about Taiwan and it's um, it's, it's really fascinating and funny and and I think there's a reminder there as well just how how lovely it is when fathers take a lot of interest in a family you know, when, when they don't just leave the parenting to the mum. And it's something that he kind of noticed in Taiwan compared to um, what he's used to in South Africa. Okay, and just on that, just to remind dads over the festive season, okay, don't sit there and say, well, I've been babysitting the children all day. You haven't been babysitting, you've been parenting. <laughs> okay, so what news have you got? We're talking to the wrong person, yeah. <laughs> Both of us, hey? Um, okay, so what news have you got from expats? I mean, there must be some staffers who are doing some great stuff around the world. Oh, in Australia, they have been so proud. There are South Africans who've been breaking records. And I just want to do a shout out to Matt Sates, who you and I have discussed many times. Mm. Uh, remember last year, he just won all those awards as a junior champion. And this week, he's just won his first world champion title for uh, the individual medley, which is it's currently all happening in Melbourne, Australia. So that's why all the South Africans in Australia have been sending us all this all this news um and and he he's he's just like over the moon because he's had a bit of a tough year you know after all the awards last year um it's been tough and and now he's he's there he's back in it again right yeah and chad's also in australia at the moment so we'll be watching him to see how he does because he also seems to have turned things around oh good so our south african swimmers doing us proud again oh by the way have you seen the sa drakensberg boys choir latest thing the little video that they've put up i did i posted it i mean isn't it beautiful Mm. it was so lovely going to see them when was it last year that i went and, and no, it was, was it this year? year? This year already you know, feels like last year. I'm like sitting here thinking, <laughs> how are we in December? What happened? <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I keep talking about 2023 as if we've just lived it. So I'm ready for 2024. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, that's another one that's just been so great because we share that the, oh, we have we have this lovely teacher, the English teacher there, who's now leaving, brokenhearted. She's leaving to come back to Johannesburg. But she's always shared things with us sort of ahead of everyone else. Mm. So so we, we shared this little drummer boy. And um, 
the the thing that I've loved is seeing the comments from people who aren't South African saying, oh, wow, these South Africans really um, know how to produce music. This is the best version they've ever seen. Uh, it reminds them of Jerusalem in terms of just bringing a good vibe mm. to the world, you know. So... Um, yeah, it's it's another very proudly essay moment. Something we could all do with a little bit of joy. Yeah. Okay. So, local good news. What have you got that um, people have sent to you that you can put up on the site and that people can see on the site? Um, some some amazing photos of just the heroes who were rescuing people during those floods mm-hmm. um, because it could have been a lot worse in certain areas far away from where Melanie lives. Um, <laughs> so so, so they, they, everybody came together from the police to neighbors, emergency services. Um, and then we've got a really funny story, thank goodness, of a porcupine attack which is such a South African story. So it's actually a friend of mine, Gavin Dixon, um, who has Shlishlui, um, oh, it's a game reserve. I forget its name now. River Lodge or something, Shlishlui River Lodge. Anyway, he was cycling late at night and um, and this porcupine came from under the fence. So he slammed on brakes, went over his uh, handles, landed kind of tangled up with the porcupine and its <laughs> bike. Another porcupine came out of the bush to defend his mate, which is really sweet. So he said, you know, at the same time that these porcupines were like pelting his helmet with their quills and he got them in his feet and all over. Um, At the same time that that was all happening, he was thinking, oh, this is really sweet. (laughs) They banded together. And then he's, you know, he's in the dark, in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. And two cars come towards him. He sees the car light. And you won't believe it. This is this is the really only in South Africa moment. In one car is a doctor and in the other car is a plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> and they had their stuff with them. They're doing the plastic surgery tour. Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. <laughs> I remember the first time I've only seen a porcupine once in my life um, at Mabula Game Lodge a couple of years ago. And I'd never seen, and I, I kept on hearing this noise at night when we were sleeping. It was like this weird rustling noise. And it was only the following night when a, we, we had a bride going and this, this thing came running through the house and I never realized how big they were. My goodness, this thing was like up to my hip and it was just like we were just putting fruit down for it to try and get it out of the house. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you exaggerating up to your hip? No, I'm being dead serious. That's how big it was. But this cool's up in the. It was up to my hip height. It was ridiculous. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I thought they were little, funny little creatures, but they no, no, they're quite big. You know, you know, in Australia, we used to hear whoosh, 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 and you, you know turn around and there would be some huge um, oh, I forget what we call them it's like a Legavan but it's it's huge like a monitor lizard Legavan type thing yeah but it, it's, it's bigger than a dining room table like it's oh, shorter than a dining room table but but big like a dining room table it, it's big um, a six seater or an eight seater Jenny <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, 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 yeah, I don't know why I said a dining room. It's a very strange good. kind of, yeah, like half the size of a car, maybe. <laughs> no, okay, so they were big. So then one night it was dark and I was going downstairs and, and on the, on the stair landing, mm-hmm. I 
touch this animal you know so so i jumped because you don't know is it you know what horrible animal is and, and you know you're not allowed to kill anything so in australia so so anyway so i scream and i jump and tony comes running and i'm like quickly quickly put on the lights there's something here and i'm jumping and as i jump it jumps at me and um <laughs> it was so scary and it was a balloon <laughs> <laughs> well jenny you're lucky there were no porcupines around because otherwise that might have burst and then you'd have really had a hard time getting yourself together oh, all right let's get back to what is happening in in in, <laughs> in south, south africa, africa apart from in jenny's head yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, well, there has been – this is really good news. Team appointed mm. by the environmental department mm. who will advise the department on how the lion captive industry can be – exited mm. you know so what because because there are a lot of people who've been saying you know what are you going to do with all these lines do they all just get euthanized what's going to happen and um so that's going to be pretty cool is and and dr louise deval mm. who is amazing from blood lions she's one of the directors there she is on this advisory board which makes me just feel so good because you know she she couldn't be a better person yeah. and more caring of the lions so to find out how, how they're going to end all that glad to hear that okay yeah. what's happening down in your old neck of the woods down there in KZN um, a lot of things what particularly oh the Durban Botanic Gardens the lights the trail have you seen that the trail of lights have you seen the photos on SA people that are just Peter de Groot took them so thanks to Peter he sent us the best photos and um, and they've just done it so well because it's a mixture mm -hmm. of um, traditional African so, so it's all lit up but it's like there's beadwork and there's a rhino and an elephant and assegais and uh, um Shields. Yes, shields, shields, yeah. All lit up with, with Christmas lights. And then, of course, there's all the normal stuff too and the reindeer. Father Christmas on a motorbike, who's very, very cool. Well, as long as they can keep the lights on, then Santa can actually find it because everybody was saying, so what have you got planned for Christmas? And I'm like, well, my children gave me their Christmas lists and I said, there's no point because Santa's not going to be able to find South Africa because we're all going to be in the dark and he won't have any lights to lead the way. So there we go with that. So that's my bar humbug. I'm trying very hard not to be the Christmas Grinch. <laughs> but, but, but you know, Mel, it's happened several Christmases. I cannot tell you how many jokes we have that are recirculating about South Africa heading for Black Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And and you always get through it, and it's always fun. It will be fun, I know. I'm going to have a lovely time. I've got a wonderful friend who's making these mini Christmas panettones, which I've just ordered, and I can't wait. Supporting little local industry. She's an amazing baker, and that's what she does for a living now, like home baking, but most oh, incredible no. stuff. If anybody wants to get them, you can let me know. You can just get on to SA People and on Facebook and say, Mel, we need a number. <laughs> I know that's just out there. All right, so also what's been happening sport-wise? We haven't really been talking about sports much. I just know that I saw some footage of the Sevens in Cape Town, and it looked like they were playing in a tropical cyclone. Really? Mm. I just I just got so excited because they were 
going through, going through, going through it, and then they mm. um, they got knocked out, unfortunately. Which is always such a pity when you're in your home yeah. town. You just want to keep going. Which kind of reminds me of Morocco. Mm. How's Morocco, you know, the first African country that is through to the semifinals of the... Are oh, you talking about soccer? Yes. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't follow soccer. Cup. You know that I, I do rugby because I like watching real men playing. Um... <laughs> Huge at the moment. Did you not see Messi last night, Lionel Messi? No. It was like legendary stuff. I can honestly say I have not even seen one second's worth of footage of any soccer since this whole thing started. Not one second. And I'm going to keep yeah. it that way. I believe what it finishes at this weekend, huh? It does. It does. And and for anybody who is not Melanie, it is only 199 rand to get Showmax Pro and be able to watch that. To, to you know for the for the month, it's the cheapest. That's not bad. And it's oh gosh, I, I cannot believe you don't want to watch. Tomorrow it's France versus Morocco. Um, no, it's tonight. Oh my god. <laughs> well, at least our, at least our netball girls are doing better than um, our, our soccer, male soccer players in, from South Africa. <laughs> oh, they're doing so well. Did you see they won gold at the um, Regions Five? And I think Sunal Smith did something incredible against Zambia in the finals. I think she scored like 63 out of 65 of their goals. Wow. Just, just she's a phenomenon. So she's like a Lionel Messi of a South African netball. Okay. Uh, or the Lewis Hamilton of F1. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go. Seeing as I'm, hopefully we are entertaining you a little bit. Huh? Aki Stradum. Did you see how well he did in South Africa? So, so he's a South African golfer. Okay. And, um, and he just won his first DP World Tour title. And it was actually in South Africa, but his family were not there. But he said they would all have just been crying at home. He just knew it. Um, and, and he was kind of quite tearful thanking everyone and thanking his caddy. Um, and they were playing at Leopard Creek mm. Country Club, which is kind of near Kruger National Park. So, you know, as he said, his first win could not have been at a more special place. Oh. Yeah. By the way, I do watch some sport. Um, it's just that I've, I speak, you know, it's towards the end of the year. Now everybody's getting their, their things, their ducks in a row. So it's all podcasts and TV and movies and research and all of that. So I spend a lot of time watching not entirely entertaining stuff um, online because some stuff I have to research is rather horrid. But um, I mean, I have been on my little bit of downtime when I do have power kind of late at night. Um, I'll have downloaded some stuff on Showmax because I've got the app, obviously, and I, you know, I've got to have Showmax. So, of course, we're, you and I are still sitting and waiting for Donka Boss like for the episode four because I'm like loving it so much. So, so you will be able to watch it this week. Yes. It comes out on Friday. Yes. Oh, you're going to have to keep me updated. Oh uh, Yeah. No, we can, I, I will make sure. Maybe I'm, what I'll do is I'll put it on my laptop and then I will uh, WhatsApp call you and I'll put on a video call and then you can watch it with me. How's that? <laughs> it's just easier to get Showmax <laughs> Pro, isn't it really, if you're overseas? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think you can just get it on Showmax, not even Showmax Pro. Yeah. Just normal Showmax. Um, and and uh, uh, you get the first two weeks free, remember? Mm. Um, what I was going to say as well that I think you and your girls will love is that there's a new show coming on to Showmax called Rassi. Is it about Rassi so, and Rasmus? Ah, uh, yeah. It's uh, 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
documentary. Has to be eighty minutes because there's eighty minutes in a game of rugby. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So I suppose yeah, forty-five, forty-five. No, forty-five and forty-five makes ninety. It's 40, 40 and 40, 40 Jenny. Obviously, half of 80 oh, is. Uh, 40. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Rusty is by the same makers of Chasing the Sun. Which was great. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. And it's, and it's from his childhood in dispatch. Oh, of course, he's an Eastern Cape boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be really, really beautiful. Okay. Yeah, I like Rasi. I like his, his, um, his, yes, you know, it's a good thing. Okay, now, what are you, what are you going on here about Gus Silver? I saw his list of th- stuff that you should watch. So, um, I think he said The Inside Man, which I did binge watch, which was really quite interesting. Yeah. It was really good. Um, I think he also put Donkabos on his Yeah, he list. put Donkabos. I can't remember what else he had on the list, but it was like really worthwhile looking. So if you are on Facebook, go and check out Gus Silva. I mean, he's one of my favorite writers. Yeah. I've interviewed and him a lot. And it's on SA People. It's also on SA People. Oh, well. okay. so lovely. I just said to him, you know, he just, he's just one of those South Africans who just brings joy to the country, to the world. He's just... Doesn't he? And even mm. if he says anything slightly negative, which he never does, there's always a silver lining, something funny, you know. Yeah. No, he was from the heyday. Remember when we were speaking to AJ Fenter the other day? It was Andre um, Foss, Rassi Rasmus, and AJ Fenter. And then also Andre Fenter. It was also one of like, there was a, a, a moving around of those four people, I think in yeah. the cheetahs in that year or something. So, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been a huge fan of his ever since then. So, yeah, I, w- I will definitely give that a watch. The White Lotus, I did finish watching last night. And I'm, I'm, the first season, yeah, second season, I'm sitting and thinking, I'm never going to get those hours back. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was not impressed by the, the last of it. It's it kind of like... Yeah, don't mm. give it away. For me, um, it grew on me as this as the series went. It's it's a bit hard when they're speaking Italian and I've got French subtitles, um, but but I loved the last episode. I thought it because it all ties so much together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll we'll discuss that further. Uh, we'll, actually, why don't people just let us know what they think? I think that's a good idea. Whether it was worthwhile watching or not, another friend of mine also said the same thing. She did, oh, no. And by the way, I was hoping to be able to go and see the Mzanzi Philharmonic Orchestra again, um, but yes. I, I didn't want to say yes if I wasn't better, so it was one of those things that I've had to forego uh, going to their, their next performance. Tomorrow evening. Yeah. Oh, what a pity. Tomorrow evening in Joburg, um, Sunday, uh, oh, sorry, so, so the 15th in Joburg, 17th in Durban, 21st Cape Town. Mm, so get there and see it if you haven't already. Definitely. Okay, so coming up on SA People next week, what is the big story? I, um, obviously, I mean, the, the Christmas lights are going to be coming up. Are you going to be telling people where they can go and see them? I see there's a lot of houses in Joburg already that have got like blow up Santa Clauses riding on their rooftops and <laughs> there's a couple of houses that you know to go and see the Christmas lights at. Yes, yes. Becoming it's like Halloween has has gone around the world and now the Christmas light thingy is is going around the world, which again brings so much joy. And there's a lovely family in Cape Town who are actually making news around the world for their um, Christmas lights at their house. So we're gonna have news on that and an interview with them and photos. What suburb are they in? Uh, uh, Fishhook. Oh, Fishhook, the best place in Cape Town. 
Yeah, and 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 you know they raise money for charities in Cape Town. Uh, so it's a, it's a they they and they do it to bring joy. You know they're a real feel good couple. Mm. Um, and then another story that we've got is uh, Gaynor Young. Oh, I saw who, Kate Normington's thing that she posted that Gaynor wrote. Oh, did Kate post it as well? Yes. That's I where I Gaynor. saw it, yeah. And, of course, we, we talked to Kate Normington a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, it's just it's one of those stories that I sat there and, and you know, you feel like your heart is actually yet my heart struck yeah. a pint. It just, oh, my goodness <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll have that full story for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. We, we've got the full story on SA People. Um, Gaynor was actually written for for us and shared her stuff over the years she's a remarkable human being and I just love because until I read Gaynor's thing now on the 33 year anniversary since her entire life kind of Mm. ended and restarted in a new way um, I didn't realize that her and Kate were still friends and I love that. But most of the people in the entertainment industry are still friends I mean look at you know the people like Fiona Ramsey still being friends with Richard E. Grant and But Melanie Mm -hmm. what I mean is that that Gaynor's life is drastically different. She doesn't really leave home much. But it's still so the, the, the friends, the entertainment industry, everybody rallies around because the, I think yeah. that the entertainment industry in South Africa is one of the most downtrodden. And especially if we're looking back to yeah. the good old days, like in the 80s, um, you know, when they were making all of these amazing things on television that we all loved. Work. And I'm, I'm so happy that so many people are starting to make South African stories that are relevant to everybody now again. Um, yeah. You know, there's never been that much in the way of help from big organizations and and government and stuff for artists and we're talking about musicians we're talking about actors we're talking about um, stage people theater everything you know it's always been up to the people in the community to actually look after their own so that's why everybody like has stayed in touch with Gaynor and I mean I know a lot of people I think Rosie Fiore Burtz who now lives in London an author um, she's also in touch. I mean, everybody has stayed very much in touch wherever they are in the world, oh, which is great. Beautiful. So that's what I want people in South Africa to oh, do this so festive lovely. season is yeah. to actually get in touch. We were talking about, you know, the older people put together something for somebody you don't know. Um, there's um, uh, there's a whole bunch of different organizations who are looking for people to, to donate stuff for older people, not just for kids, okay? They've had the toy run already, but just to do something for somebody else, whatever it is that you can do, just to create a connection between you and other people at this time of the year. We can actually do away with all this hatred and this horribleness and everything if we all come together and we actually just be kind. That's pretty much what I would – that's my Christmas wish is that everybody can just be kind. Beautiful. All right. Absolutely. And, of course, if you have any really good, kind stories to share, you can share them with Jenny Baxter. <laughs> SA People on Facebook or send her an email. You'll find it on sapeople.com online, of course. And Jenny will catch up with you again next week. Uh, stay inside, stay warm. It's not that cold here, thank goodness, but at least, you know, I have to take my umbrella with me wherever I go. <laughs> my house is flooding. Um, my nose is flooding. But I'm safe. I'm not anywhere near the floods, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad, Mal. And you look so Christmassy with all that red behind you. It's all the pink. You should see the other side, my darling. I'm in the pink. That's the way to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mirroring you today. We're in the pink. <laughs> oh, Have a lovely week until we chat again, Jenny. Thank you very much. And goodbye. Thanks, thanks for listening. Mal. Take care. <laughs> Bye. 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 
You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.